everyone, and welcome to episode 46 of the High Sensitivity Gaming Podcast. If it's your first time here in this podcast, we talk about games we played and movies we watched during the week, and also what happened in those two subjects of interest. I am your co-host, Barry, with my other co-host. Craig, still here, still the same name. And let's go ahead and get into the news. Sure. Uh, Craig, here, I'll let you have the first news story. Okay. Um, I just wanted to bring up the Borderlands movie. I know we haven't talked about it yet on the podcast, I don't think. Um, But they keep dropping names of people who are going to be in this, and it's a pretty ridiculous uh, group of people so far. Uh, For those who haven't heard or you haven't seen anything about it yet, it's being directed by Eli Roth, who is a pretty known horror movie director, which is an interesting choice. Um, But we already had Kevin Hart, uh, being cast as Roland, which from the first game, he's like the uh, pretty generic soldier type. Um, and then you also had Kate Blanchett being cast as Lilith. But then just a couple of days ago, they added uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as well. Um, she's supposed to be playing Tannis, which in the games, Tannis is young. So it's interesting. They're going for like an older look here, but I can't tell what direction they want to go with this movie it's such a weird cast and a weird director so i don't know if they're going for like just like the games where it's a mixture of action comedy or if they're going like serious i i don't know but it's going to be interesting that's for sure yeah i can't imagine this as like it's eli roth is a horror film but i really can't imagine this film being horror in any way so it's got to be something to do he's he's known for over-the-top violence, and I think, you know, a, a quite a bit of violence would be expected from a Borderlands movie. I mean, they're, the game itself is, you know, pretty bloody, pretty violent, but it's on yeah, the comedic it's side. Yeah, yeah. It's cartoon bloody. It's not something right. where it's gruesome, somebody ripping the head off of someone else. It's more yeah. of a funny way. I don't know. I mean, until I see, like, a trailer then I'll form my opinion. But when they first announced they were making a Borderlands movie, and at that point, I think it was just uh, Eli Roth and Kevin Hart, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know how I feel about that. But we'll wait and see. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Probably a few years off, I think. So we might have a little bit more time. But go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. First thing I wanted to talk about was CG Product Red getting hacked. And I just watched more uh, coverage on this news story. So on top of it, the hacker not only has the source code for both Witcher 3 and Cyberpunk 2077, they have like legal documents and stuff compromising the company. So this, whoever did this, um, told them that if we don't come into agreement, I'm going to sell both of the source codes and leak everything to news reporters and people will find out how bad your company is and your stock will go down even lower if uh you have 48 hours to respond and cyberpunk (laughs) denied right um no knowing them and they've already apparently taken steps to resecure their network and they already let people know like if there was compromising information about that individual know before it gets leaked but it's CD Project Red just can't catch a break, and <laughs> you know, I, I would hate to find out that this is just some person who's mad at Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Right. I would hate to figure that out because the company doesn't deserve this. No one does. Did they say if the person was asking for money or? 
they said if we don't come to an agreement okay so i'm going to go with money if right. not maybe something else but i it, this kind of thing it's usually money right yeah my first thought was it was somebody who was just upset about cyberpunk and was trying to figure out a way to get back at them and i guess this is a good way i'm interested to see if there's any like merit to whoever it is saying that they have you know incriminating documents i guess just to see not that it should be leaking out there because this is the wrong way to find out that information but if it if there is that type of information it gets out there and it just makes it even worse for cd project red it would be crazy for them to just continue in this downward spiral <laughs> since cyberpunk yeah i just hope that I just hope that the people affected just don't get hurt by it very much. Like, right. Like, like I mentioned before, if this is some enraged fan, then I feel like I don't really feel for this enraged fan at all. No. This is, yeah, no, nobody deserves to be, especially if it's like a level line employee who's just been working on the game, because that's who it's going to affect. Right. You know, the the millionaire and big shots within the company, you know, they can leave, but they still have all of their money and they can just go do something else instead so it right you know it's not, it's not gonna hurt it's not gonna hurt as many people as they think it does or it's gonna hurt the people that they don't intend it to hurt yeah yeah i guess we just hopefully they can get this figured out and nothing really gets out there um so later on this week we get to find out if anthem lives or dies um yeah, I guess e EA is deciding whether or not to bury it or continue to work on it. I guess that would go more towards you because you are the Anthem expert, seeing as how you beat it and you want that game to come back. I did not beat it. So do you think they should continue or do you think they should let it go? Well, if I'm being honest, it probably is a waste of time for them mm -hmm. to continue to work on Anthem when other they could be working on newer games that may do a lot better you know, I, I i did like anthem and once i beat it my main problem was the lack of stuff afterward and the fact that after you beat it nobody else was playing it right so i sure do i want them to come out with a bunch of new content fix a whole bunch of stuff sure i do because anthem was a game i was really hyped up for and while it didn't live up to everybody's expectations and not everybody liked it i had fun with it for what it was worth did and, it did it have any type of end game content at all? Yeah, it did. Okay. But what what it was is you were it, imagine like just four player raids. Okay. And go. It, it was it was like Destiny for a lot of things where you go on a four player raid, you do this level, beat a boss, and you get you know some sort of rare loot. A lot of the time. Okay. But but flying in that overworld was a lot of fun. I could I could still do that because it was that much fun in the game. The game looked good, and I had fun with the weapons and the power-ups and everything like that. It was, while the game, you know, did very poorly overall, I wanted it to rebound with this big 2.0 update. But it's, at this point, it's already taken them too long to bring it out. The game's, what now, two years old? Yeah, I think so. So, and I think, I think we're coming up on its two-year anniversary or something like that, if I'm being honest because it came out early yeah i remember it being early on in the sure. year yeah so so even with that you know you you've already waited too long uh i don't think there's a lot of people playing the game right now if any 
Right. So, you know, do I want it to come back? Sure. But they're, if I'm being honest, they're probably wasting their time because they're making this Anthem 2.0 for a very small select amount of people. And even if 2.0 does fix its problems and it becomes this great game, I don't think you're going to just have a flood of people come back to if, to grab them because you only get one and you only get one first impression that's and true they kind of they kind of messed that up with the with the original watch i just remember the intro being long and boring and that really yeah. kind of turned me off and once you actually get to like go out and fly around it did feel really good but i kind of feel like this was i mean avengers did the same thing where they just kept saying it's going to get better it's going to get better and by the time they get around to doing it, like nobody's paying attention anyway. Yeah. Um, like we we still don't have Spider Man and Avengers, right? No, yeah, we still don't have Spider Man. <laughs> they only, I believe, just released um, Hawkeye. Right. I remember being so up in arms about Spider Man not being on the Xbox version, but like it still hasn't even come out on PlayStation, and literally nobody cares about that game anymore. So that turned out to be a big non-factor. It'd be interesting to see if it still comes out, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I am assuming they're still working on that game, but I know the player base is ridiculously small. What else you got? So just like a couple things, you know, there's the Apex two-year celebration came out earlier today. Um, it's a live event that goes on for 14 days. Uh, if, you're, if you're interested, it's not a lot of hot fixes, but there's a lot of cool new stuff out in the shop that, I already spent money on. So <laughs> of we're, course, where I'm, I'm already deep into Apex's pocket there. But the game is free, and I never paid that much for the game anyway. So putting some money into it, I don't mind, especially for considering how much I play it. Yeah, we have Forza Horizon Four coming to Steam March 9th. We have Final Fantasy XIV coming to PS5 along with the announcement of new DLC and like. Every time I see this stuff, and I like Final Fantasy, and like mm-hmm. the four, and Final Fantasy fourteen is the online MMO that they've been currently working on, and every time I see it, a part of me goes, "Oh man, I should try it. I, I should, I should give it a shot." But I also know that I don't think this is my type of Final Fantasy game. If yeah, if I'm being honest, I like turn based. I've got no problem with regular Final Fantasy tactics and everything like that, where it's turn based, but. I have a feeling like I would need a bunch of friends to really get into the game with and paying monthly for a game is still not something I really want to do, but me neither. I know people who get into that game, fall into that game hard and they're in it for a while. Um, But yeah, in this day and age, paying for one specific game doesn't seem like that good of an idea. And did you have any did you have any other news stories too? Yeah, so I have two more. One being that we're gonna get some Final Fantasy VII remake news this weekend. Um set to debut some sort of news uh during a concert that they're doing in Japan, like an orchestra concert for Final Fantasy VII music. They haven't said what it is, so it could be something minor or it could be something major. Maybe we get some sort of idea when the next part's gonna come out. We don't know. Um, and then the other one I just saw right before we started recording here was that Ubisoft came out and said that they're moving away from depending on big AAA games, which is an interesting idea. Said they're going to focus almost all of their resources on um, like recurring games, uh, free-to-play games, and their their collection of older games. 
So it's an interesting idea if you think about what they normally crank out, which is, you know, Assassin's Creed. You have what Far Cry that still hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, they have a bunch of titles that they tend to crank out every year or two. Um, and they're just kind of stepping away from that now. So I don't know what exactly that means. Maybe we'll get more remasters or something like that. But it may be the end of seeing an Assassin's Creed every year, which would be interesting. Yeah, for them, it's going to be difficult, I think, to get away from these franchises. Like, he, like here's the thing. Watch Dogs, I think they could probably do without. Like, mm-hmm. as much as I know that people love Watch Dogs and kind of the especially legion with kind of all the new stuff it brought mm-hmm. i don't think it's that popular assassin's creed like should end soon if i'm being completely honest <laughs> you know as much as i love the assassin's creed lore and everything like that one it's more confusing than kingdom hearts yeah and and you just have so many assassin's creed games how long can this go on for <laughs> like immortal immortal phoenix rising i thought was a really cool idea and it is a fun game, but it's just, um, it's just that anytime you think of Ubisoft, it's these, it's the same wishy-washy, open-world games where you know you've got multiple quests, huge maps, lots of things to do, everything like that. So, right. I if they could shake up their studio and just put out maybe a short game that it's not mm-hmm. hundred of hours and requires me to look at a map for 10 plus minutes to figure out where I'm going, then I would. <laughs> it's going to be a good fresh update for Ubisoft. Yeah. I know the big thing that everybody was a little upset about is we've been kind of waiting and they've been teasing for a while, a new splinter cell game. And I guess this kind of puts into question whether they're actually going to be doing that at all. But even if they remastered some of the old ones, I would be okay with that. So, I mean, if they want to remaster their, backlog of games which is huge go for it because everybody likes remasters right now i know i buy a ton of them and i'm sure there's quite a few of their games that if they came out i'd be like oh yeah i'd I'd buy that remastered again yeah exactly and speaking of that too uh they delayed prince of persia remake indefinitely (laughs) that thing's a hot mess anyway (laughs) yeah it's it's a sad thing for delays Mm -hmm. uh I actually forgot this game was coming out a couple weeks ago until I went to my local GameStop and they were asking me, oh, do you know, do you want to pre-order Prince of Persia? And I was like, what? <laughs> so, the last I heard of it was when they released a trailer for the remaster and like in the trailer it was running like garbage and it looked terrible. <laughs> and I think once they released that, kind of realized like, yeah, I don't, this thing's not coming out anytime soon. Or if it does, why did you even bother remastering it and put that in quotes? Because it didn't look like a remaster. Yeah. And also in the delayed game, we have Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 getting delayed past 2022. Uh, Overwatch 2, I'm pretty sure, was supposed to come out 2021. I'd never remember Diablo announcing a release date, but. It was supposed to be out this year. Yeah, I, I just know that we're starting to get it's you know they're starting to look at games and look at where they are and it's gonna we're gonna see a lot of delays I think yeah especially considering that I still think studios are having a problem with COVID and not being able to work in one office so right I I think we're gonna see more popular games that we're looking forward to getting delayed 
that are maybe kind of in the early stages or middle like stages of development those in late stages like the you know resident evil still seem to be coming out and that kind of thing but you you know just expect more and expect disappointment yeah the diablo one's kind of a bummer but that is kind of typical for blizzard anyway so i didn't even know they were making another overwatch it's been teased yeah there okay. was there was a game trailer and I don't know what they were going to do. Maybe add story mode or something like that because mm-hmm. the, I really don't see a reason for anybody to get overwatch too, considering, you know, they're they're now. And I even saw a trailer for it. There's a trailer for, you know, their year of the bull event going on with new skins and everything like that. So it's the, the game obviously still is getting updates and, and is popular, but I just, right. I don't know who, Especially if you've downed a lot of money into Overwatch 1, if you don't get, like, guarantee of, like, your skins carrying over or something like that, and you spend a lot of money in the game, you'd probably be pretty pissed. Yeah. If um, if they come out. Yeah, I know it still has a pretty big fan base. I just, I bounced off that game so quick, I tend to forget it's still a thing, but I know there's a ton of people who like it, so. And you had one more news story? Nope, that was it. Oh, Okay. So then the two smaller ones I have is Call of Duty getting sued over their character Mara. Mm-hmm. Now, this is just kind of an update for everything, but they're getting sued from a character they based off a Twitch streamer where the character Mara that is that they're being sued over is from another guy's movie named... Uh, crap. <laughs> It was a different name. I know it wasn't Mara. Yeah, it was... I don't know why I think it was Jade or something like that. That might be right. But while I'm looking that up for a minute... um, Also, there are reports saying that we should be expecting the console shortage to continue uh, even past 2021 now. So the original date for consoles to maybe start getting in more of hands public was going to be in april or june or july but with the global chip shortages when it comes to processors graphics cards like these are all things that make the consoles that we try to play there's a global shortage on all of that right now and ps5s and xboxes are now struggling to get made because now there's now a problem with supplying enough for everybody (laughs) So as, you know, as much as we hate to say it, you know, we just have to continue to sit here and wait. Like, we're lucky. Yeah. But not everybody is as fortunate as as others. Because I know, I know websites that have dedicated pages on their front, you know, page to, you know, it, it's a headliner. Whenever something comes back into stock, they update it and try to get people to get it or, you know, try to inform the people at least. But, right. You know, that's I, I know bots are still getting a lot of the of the consoles. Yeah, you tend to at least I do a little bit like block out the shortage once you have one. But I still notice that there's a big portion of people that still can't get a console. And to think that this is going to continue for the entirety of this year as well is crazy. Um and probably into next holiday, you're going to have people who are going to be even angrier. Be like, what do you mean? I can't get this. It's been out for over a year. Um, 
which in turn may end up delaying like these true next gen games, right? If the player base isn't where they want it to be yet, you could see these like last gen and current gen games lasting for a lot longer than we would like to see them last. Yeah, I think... I think really the only counterpoint to that is a lot of people complain that there aren't games to play when a console launches. Right. So as long as, you know, especially like PlayStation, for example, continues to bring out more and more exclusives when, let's say, for example, the PS5, you know, finally gets in the hands of people, they're going to have games that actually take advantage yeah. of what of what these new consoles can do. Because right now it's not like that. Right now, you know... PlayStation has a couple games that you can get, but Xbox really only had the medium. And yeah. <laughs> if you have Xbox Game Pass, you get it for free. So. True. So here's a side question, since it is February. Uh, would you put money down that Halo comes out this holiday? Because yeah, I would. I, you think yeah. so? Yeah, I would. Okay, because I I feel like it's going to get delayed again. I I'm a firm believer that this game Halo should have been released mm-hmm. when the Xbox originally came out. And if that's the case, they're just all they've continued to do is probably um update it and stuff like that. So I have a feeling the game was pretty close to being done before they delayed it yeah. to work on it. So I think the game should come out. Now, I guess a question of whether or not it will, you know, ever since they delayed it indefinitely, we haven't heard anything. I just, it feels like it's in, it feels like it's in worse condition than we thought. I mean, I could be wrong, but I just feel like it's a hot mess. And I just have this bad feeling that it's not even going to make the holiday, this coming holiday release window. We'll see. Yeah, it's, it's going to be difficult, but (laughs) I just hope that, you know, Halo should be out. There's a lot of Halo, Halo fanboys that are that bought that bought the Series X for this reason. And if you're going to make them wait until 2022, that's asking a lot of Xbox people. It is. And it's also, you know, it's really the only other exclusive we know they're working on. Yeah. If if you don't have any other exclusive coming out this year, you're like the Xbox just does not look good. <laughs> No, it does not. In, in my opinion, even right. if I didn't have both consoles, I would look at the games there are to play, and you know, even even PlayStation has exclusive games that you can play with your friends, whether it's Little Big Planet or um, like Demon Souls. Technically, you can play online. Like there are exclusive games you can play online with only your PlayStation friends. And Xbox right now, you really don't have that. You don't, uh, except for Gears. But Gears is an Xbox One game with a Series update, Series X update. So yeah, true. It's that kind of thing that you know they need to keep in mind. And now that we've stalled enough time, <laughs> the Call of uh, again back to the Call of Duty Modern Warfare story. The character Mara that they released like. That was like one of their first DLC characters when they mm-hmm. announced uh, Warzone. It, the person who filed it, which his name is Clayton Houghton, this all comes from Polygon.com, just so everybody knows, and you can read the story after this, is it's modeled after his original character, Kay Janis, from a short story 
called November Renaissance. Now, I don't know. The characters look pretty similar, yeah. but I don't. Why did you wait this long <laughs> to to sue? Like, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I saw the picture side by side, and I was like, yeah, that's pretty close. But yeah, that character's been out in Warzone for a while. Um, and you know, I'm sure you would have noticed right away. So I don't know why you wouldn't have called it out right away, unless yeah, he has been it. fighting it for this long. I don't know. And maybe it just went public. Maybe yeah, maybe. Like that, but yeah, that's it's just strange. It's it's absolutely strange with all this because you would think Activision would, and I get this is from a small like person. Like God forbid, I drew something that looked remotely like Mara when I was twelve years old. And I still have that drawing book and I show Activision, look, you copied my character. And it's like, how? How could we have done that? But right. it's it's stuff like that where, you know, it's I, – I, I don't know how you can really copyright how somebody looks. You know, twins look the same, but one twin can't copyright the other twin looking like them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that'd be really hard to do. So it, <laughs> It's yeah. difficult, but it is what it is. I just thought it was an interesting story, considering that this news kind of just broke within over the last month, and Mara's been a character in the game from almost as close to day one as you can get. Yeah. You have to keep an eye on it and see if it actually goes anywhere, or if you know maybe Activision settles out of court or something. Maybe that's what yeah. he's looking for. Who knows? Yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and get into games played this week, which mm-hmm. I played Destruction's All-Star. What about you? Um, yeah, I played some Pikmin, some there Pikmin 3, okay. and I played a bunch of Apex. Both played a bunch of Apex. I got a win earlier today. Feeling pretty good. Okay, all right. So, give me all give me all the Destruction All-Stars, because I'm curious. So, the Destruction All-Stars game is presently surprising, first okay. off, let me say. One, it's super, it's, it's super pretty. It is a super pretty, fun game. The game itself is pretty unique, and I have fun playing it every time I get on. You know, the the characters all have their abilities. There are some overpowered people, which I don't like, but hopefully they continue to update the game. And hopefully some of the fixes for maybe the overpowered overpowered characters get fixed. But even then, you know, when when you're playing an online matchup in this game, only four people can pick the same character. So it's not like the lobby is filled with this one character and you're just a sitting duck for the most part uh, for the most part during a game. So I do like that kind of limiting on a character so it's not just all the same thing. But the the main point of this game is to crash other cars and use your character's abilities, whether they're it's cloaking themselves, igniting part of the track on fire. Um, each character summons their own special car, which amplifies those abilities. For example, I play Lupita. She is a girl that has like a wolf skin on her head. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is lighting the track on fire behind her where you get points for people driving through that fire. So if you're in a really populated spot and people are trying to crash you, you turn on that fire and everybody else is getting damaged and you're getting points for it. And in order to win, you get points for crashing into cars, crashing into other players because you can get out of your car in this game, which is pretty unique. And for, no, yeah, that's how you get points. 
crashing your car and get and crashing into other people. It's kind of like Twisted Metal, if I can put that in any way. <laughs> but the I, I guess really the only two setbacks I have about this game is one, there isn't a lot of like diversity in this game of you're pretty much going to be playing four modes and that's what you're going to be playing for most of it uh mayhem is the one i play and it's i think like 21 players free for all where the tracks are big and you would think 21 cars get really crowded surprisingly these arenas are big enough to where not everybody's just grouped up together and um and it becomes mayhem at that point. You can actually like drift and plan out according to how you want to hit people. Destruction All-Stars is fun. The other setback to it is the fact that, and this has now been fixed, but when you originally put on the game and you went into multiplayer mode, in the PS4 controller, sorry, PS5 controller, there's a mic in it. So you can hear people talking to you and you can also talk back. And... This was literally, like, it felt like I was back in Modern Warfare, like, <laughs> um, lobbies. Because there are just people yelling at each other. And, you know, luckily now, the fix has the mic muted by default. Yeah. But people were yelling at each other. People were, you know, you could you always have the one person playing loud music in the background. Yeah. So that's all you hear. You always have the person who's like playing in a family room so you can hear their mom, their dad <laughs> yelling at each other. It's so it's so weird. But, you know, there's a reason why like mics should be muted to start off with, because it, it was just a cluster of noise and yelling. And it was it was so <laughs> bad. It was See, so bad. The first couple games I played. That's the same thing that happens if you play any type of multiplayer game on the uh, the quest, um, because I don't think 99% of people who own a quest realize that there's a microphone built in. Yeah. So pretty much any multiplayer game I go into, it's just people like either heavy breathing or talking to other people in the room and they just have no idea that the headset has a microphone. Um, so that's funny that, that they didn't think that through but i guess you wouldn't until you start releasing it into the masses that yeah. is super annoying <laughs> yeah it really was like i i've played a decent amount of games with destruction all-stars and I, it always in the lobby there's the one kid who's like yelling at you calling you racial slurs or names because <laughs> yep. you crashed into him and it's just like you know everybody is a different person behind you know the screen so this is stuff that this person would not be saying to other people, hopefully face to face, because it would get them canceled, beat yep. up or, you know, however you want to put it. But it it is a very it was a very stark reminder. And it was something that I was just like, wow, this is it, it was it was an epiphany for me. I just couldn't believe that people were people are still talking like that on microphones, especially considering everything that's gone on in yeah. 2020. You know, that's now been two months for two months out of 2020 and everybody's still yelling at each other. Everybody's still, you know, just just saying stuff that doesn't need to be said. I don't I don't get the appeal of calling of saying to everyone, oh, you guys suck. I just picked up this game and yeah. <laughs> I'm start. I'm starting to literally like say what the guy said because he was just saying, I paid for this game 60 bucks. You guys all suck. 
And it's like the game was free. Like you paid 60 bucks for it. Why? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's just funny. I couldn't help but laugh, but also the moment I found out that was a thing, I just muted my controller. Yeah. So now it's muted for anything I play just because I, I never want to have that experience again. Cause it, it wasn't fun. That's, hmm. that's, that's when like people yelling at you and everything like that gets, gets in the way of you enjoying the game. So is there any reason in this game to get out of your car? Like, is there any benefit? So not? when you're out of, when you're out of your car, there are ways for you to get points and okay. there's a little bit of a parkouring aspect to it where when your car crashes, you can jump out of your car and there are other cars that you can jump into that are kind of floating above you. So there's usually railings or floating platforms that you can jump onto to get into the other car and continue playing. Or there's also ways for you to collect um, – I don't, I don't know really what to call them. But they're kind of pa- – uh, there are these little pink like diamonds that you can collect around the stadium. And when you collect them, you get your ult faster. Okay. And on top of that, when you're out of your car, you can jump onto somebody else's car and overtake them. And if you do, you get points for that. Now, the overtaking is a little bit weird with the car because it's either just one of two mini games from what I've experienced. It's either who can push the left stick left and right the fastest, or <laughs> it's mashing square, then mashing circle, then mashing square, then mashing circle. Like it's... Both, both the games are pretty easy to understand and, and do, but you're, the majority of the points you're getting are, yes, you when you're in a car crashing into people. Okay. But, you know, for example, with my character Lupita, you know, when she's on the ground, she can also, like, her, her mini ability is what I'll call it, is lighting up a part of the arena and leaving a trail of fire behind her. So you can get points with that still. Okay. It's, it's just that you're not going to win a game. At least I don't think you would win a game staying out of your car for the entire time. Yeah. The cars are just so much faster, so much more maneuverability, and you're a sitting duck if somebody's going to use their like ultimate against you. There's this one character that drives like a, I want to say like a VT Volkswagen, GT Volkswagen, mm-hmm. um, and it literally is like that, but with a bunch of saw blades on the front of it. <laughs> okay. And, if you if if your character outside your car and he runs into you with that you die and that's mm-hmm. like 5 points which is a large amount of points for um for a game and it could you know steer them to winning i know i've only won one game and i've played maybe about 20 games in it mm-hmm. and maybe i'm just bad but i only won the game like by one point <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it, you know it, it's fun it's just that you can only party up with four people at once. So even even if like games promote like you playing a f- 18, 21 player lobby, you're only getting in a game with four of your friends, no matter how big your friend group might be. Gotcha. It's, okay. Yeah, it's it's a fun game. It just lacks a lot of diversity. If you're like for me, if you're not playing Mayhem, you're probably not playing the game at all because the other game modes just aren't that good, in my opinion. Hmm. Well, then it's a good thing that they made it free. Yeah, I'd say yeah. So that at least the player base will be there for a little bit. I would have paid forty for it. I would okay. have. Um, which 
I guess isn't good considering that these games are now 70 bucks. <laughs> right. So I'm going to go with Sony and them. They made whatever money they needed to. And you to. can still buy this game for 70 if you really want to. It's on Amazon. <laughs> I just don't I know wonder, why you would. Yeah, I just wonder what you would get out of it. Like you have to get like their premium currency in this game mm-hmm. where you can buy taunts and different skins and different colors for your cars. But it's very bare bones right now. Like it's nothing that anybody would want to buy unless you have the currency laying around. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up and see if it comes with anything, but it doesn't, like, the front of the box doesn't have anything listed. So I I don't know. I have no idea why you would want to. Maybe if you're a collector, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess we talk about Pikmin 3. Have you played a Pikmin before? I have. I remember okay. playing the original. I also remember playing 2. I never played three. Okay. This is the first Pikmin I've ever played. So I went in like literally knowing pretty much nothing besides like what the characters look like in this game. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. It's such an interesting, different type of game. Like at its core, it kind of reminds me of when I used to love playing uh, like Command and Conquer on the computer. Um, I, I don't know. It just gives me that vibe where you're like getting your your Pikmin, your soldiers, and then telling them to go do stuff. Um, It's just, it's such a weird, weird game. I don't think it's bad. I think it's a good game. It's just like so different. Um, The story in it is weird. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know. Like, it's just playing it the whole time. And I was like, I think I'm having fun, but I can't tell. And like, this story is wild. Uh, and doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You crash landed on a planet because you're looking for food, I guess. <laughs> but the planet just looks like you're in a, you're like shrunken down and you're walking around a backyard somewhere. Um, but I don't know. Like, I can't, I don't know if I like it or dislike it or really enjoy it or if I hate it. I just, I don't know. It's such a weird thing for me. Um, but that inherent like getting all my Pikmin and grouping them all together and then telling them to go do stuff is just like scratching that command and conquer itch that I haven't been able to do for a really long time. So I think that's what's keeping me going. Uh, we'll see if I actually finish it, but just crazy that when I first started up and like was going through the intro and I was like, oh my God, this is not going to be for me. This is too weird. And then the uh like them walking you through how to do everything was taking a while i was like you're gonna lose me in about five minutes here if we don't get to something but once it actually lets you go and you learn the different types and what they do like some break glass some are just your normal fighters that's when i really started being like okay i can get into this with my different classes um does this mean i'll end up falling down like a like a league of legends hole somewhere is that what's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know, because I've stayed out of those. <laughs> I don't know. It just gives me that weird vibes that I think I can get down with. So we'll see if I actually go through and beat the whole thing um, or if I fall off. But I'm having fun so far. Yeah, what what I hear a lot about the Pikmin 3, you know, game is one. There's not a really story that you have to follow. Like mm-hmm. you can just hop in on any single one of them and play. And I do hear that three in the deluxe version does tend to be the best version of Pikmin that you can play. Right. Whether it's between one, two, or three. So three deluxe seems to be the right one to have ported over. Yeah. And was it on Wii U? 
Is that what yeah, it was from? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. it's another one of the failed Wii U games, which, you know, the... <laughs> I liked it, my Wii U and I still have it, but yeah, you know, we're... you know the Wii U didn't do well, but like it's proving to be a gold mine for Nintendo on the Switch because like they're literally just porting everything over and everybody's just buying it up like crazy. Yeah. And then you have obviously the Super Mario coming out, 3D Super Mario this this weekend, yeah, and I like people, that yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like all these games that a lot of people, myself included, never really got to play because I didn't own a Wii U. It's nice to be able to play these games and be like, man, there was some there were some decent games on the Wii U that it's such a shame that most people didn't get to see them. Yeah, but at least Nintendo's saving them on the switch. Yeah, I guess it's kind of just a cash grab. From <laughs> it my, is my point of things. Like <laughs> oh, it definitely just... is. <laughs> I, I mean, we don't have to buy them, but it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we're still going to buy these games every time yeah. as much as I hate it. Like, I'm like, oh, yep, Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, I'm going to get that. Oh, Mario 64. Yep, I'll buy it again. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy that when it comes to Nintendo, like every other, you know, we kind of fight against remasters and all that, but Nintendo doesn't even remaster them. They just put them on a new console and we buy it up. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, Nintendo. But yeah, any, you said any other games that you played other than we both played Apex? Uh, I played Apex. I did play some Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I just figured I'd throw that in there real quick because this is like obviously a uh, budget game, but like the level of budget game, this is like bottom tier of the barrel uh, budget game. There's like you can't even create your own character. There's just like six preset characters. The host, whoever the voice actor is, is probably the worst voice actor I've ever heard. Um, it's just, I don't know if it's the lines that he's given or what. It seems like he only has about 10 lines, if that, that he just repeats over and over. But like his delivery is just awful. Um, I enjoy Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. I used to have have a version of it on my computer that I got out of a cereal box way back in the day. And <laughs> and I Ran just Windows ninety four yeah <laughs> and like I played that so much that like I had pretty much every question memorized um, and like this one they give you whenever you win money you can use that to unlock like different packs of questions like they have like a Disney pack a Harry Potter pack like all this kind of stuff which I guess gives you more replay value but I love me some Who Wants a Billion Millionaire but when like the people talking are so grating. Like, it just makes me not want to play it again. So I did go through and beat it once, got my million dollars, and I think I'm done. So <laughs> take that what you will. Um, yeah. I guess if you really like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, you could probably find this for like five or ten bucks fairly soon. But other than that, you might as well just pass on that. I don't think anybody of the younger generation really knows or has an, a love for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That was a while ago now. Yeah, and like we're we're kind of living in the age now where game sh game shows really seem to be taking off again mm -hmm. because everybody's stuck in their house and wanting some sort of drama or excitement, right? And you know, who wants to be a millionaire soon became you know celebrity edition where you know you've got <laughs> celebrities doing it a lot more often now, right? So you know there are all these game shows and it just brings you back to the fact that you know it's. Uh, uh, game shows are still fun. You can yeah. still watch them and have fun because even like with our watch this week, 
when when we get to that, I was going to talk about surviving Barstool, but I'll leave yeah. I'll leave that till we get to the watch section. Sure. So but yeah, that's all I played. I mean, we played a bunch of Apex this week, but I don't really need to rehash that. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I've, Apex is Apex. You know, mm-hmm. we you, you either love it or you hate it, or you're playing Warzone or you don't like battle royales. So you're. Yeah. You're doing you're doing one of the two. <laughs> so then with that, we're looking at what we watched this week. And I actually have a little bit of a list. Sweet. And so I can do a little bit of the carrying when it comes to <laughs> what, we, what we watched. But uh, let's see here. So I'll start with Surviving Barstool just because it's an internet series. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, – Surviving Barstool is a take – with a lot of borrowed rules from the regular series survivor. And it was just seven co I think it was seven coworkers stuck in the, stuck in the office together for an entire week where you could, you had to sleep in the office. You couldn't go home. And I can't recommend that series enough. Like I really like Barstool and I know the personalities that they put on surviving Barstool. It was just fun. Um, the person who won it, you know, you either loved it or hate it. I hated <laughs> okay. it, but right. because I only enjoy, um, because I enjoy certain things with game shows and it just didn't happen for me, but it's something where I'm excited for them to do another season and they're only half an hour episodes, if even if that. So you could probably binge it, you know, in, in two or three days and, and know what you're talking about. But, you know, that's not really a movie, but yeah, it's just something <laughs> that I watched that I thought was a lot of fun. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, if you have more, you can go through yours because, like, obviously, I have one division and I have one more thing. So, as do I, and I should probably get mine over with. Sure. Um, I'm gonna talk about weathering with you. Yeah. Um, it anime. Is a, yes, it's an <laughs> anime film, uh, directed by Makoto Shinkai, who also did Your Name. Now, both of these films. Like, I'm reviewing because they were super popular in Japan. Uh, Your Name and this film had huge success in Japan. And when they did an English dub over it, so I watched it in English, Mm -hmm. uh, it it just ended up, uh, it caught my eye. I'll admit, I roamed the movie section (laughs) and I said, I just, I have to give this a shot. And the movie's in 4K, which was something I thought was interesting too, because a lot of the times anime is not in 4K at all right um i'll get it out of the way one i don't think it made a difference that it was in 4k uh two the movie is really fantastic looking like yes i get it it's anime it's hand-drawn art blah 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 i know you guys are tired of me talking about it (laughs) but uh weathering with you is a fun heartfelt movie and it's a lot like your name where you have a boy and a girl who meet each other The girl has supernatural abilities. Like, pretty much the plot of this movie is that it's been raining in Japan nonstop. All it is is record rainfall, record rainfall, uh, record rainfall. And the girl's ability, whose name is Hina, is she can bring sunshine to a certain spot for a certain amount of time. So the guy, who is a runaway from his island, his name is Hiroka, Um, they meet each other and they decide to make a business out of it to where they start bringing sunshine to people and certain events and that kind of thing. So you get to go through all that. You get to see their relationship develop and the, the movie's overall great. It's a cheesy romantic film. And sometimes that's, that's what gets you. Sometimes it got, (laughs) and it it got me the, the movies, uh, the movie's really good. 
I I enjoyed it, but I understand anime isn't isn't for everybody. But the 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 two characters and the way they play off each other and what the movie kind of tells you about and the message that it has is it's pretty good. You know, it's it's not something where the ending is all uh, you know everything gets solved. It's okay. an ending. It's an ending that's like you know that. Um, it's an ending where the characters are kind of selfish in what they do. And I won't spoil what they do because it's not, I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone trying to watch it. And who knows, maybe you want to borrow it. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but I, I really enjoyed the movie. It's a watch for sure. Okay. That question. Cool. Do we want to get into WandaVision? <laughs> no, I, I was going to close out with WandaVision. Okay. Should probably. And all right. Go to the other movie. All right. So, the other thing I watched was, uh, it's a movie slash, I don't know what you call it. I guess a stage show. It's on Hulu. It's called In and of Itself. Um, so I can't give too much away because this is something that is best gone into completely blind. Um, what I will say is it is a a one man stage show that was recorded. When it was done in New York, they he did this show in New York, I think over I think they said over 500 times, I believe Um, he is a magician. So he does some magic tricks in there, but it is for the most part uh, kind of a story about his life that he incorporates magic tricks into. Uh, But again, I can't I don't I literally don't want to give anything away about it at all. I will say this, though, that. Um, it's one of those things that I heard somebody talking about and they said the same thing to me. They're like, you just need to watch it. I can't tell you anything about it. Just watch it. Um, and when I got to the end, it was one of those moments where you kind of sit there and you're like, holy cow, that was insane. Um, I will say that I, it's going to be very hard for me to see anything as of right now, the rest of the year taking the number one spot from it on my top 10 movie list this year. Um, I just, it was crazy. Um, I like magic and it was just an insane hour and a half ride, I guess. Um, so again, I don't want to give anything away. So if you have Hulu, it's in and of itself. Um, just go look it up, watch it. I need somebody to watch it so that I can talk about it. <laughs> so I'm trying to put it out there so people you watch have, it. You have me intrigued. So okay. Sure. Just, yeah, just know it's a one-man stage show, um, and he does magic. And if magic interests you, um, even if it doesn't, at least give it a shot. Uh, I will say that, like, the first 15, 20 minutes, you know, I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Um, I, you know, but it all comes together, um, and then the end was crazy it, it was mind-blowing to me so definitely watch it and then make sure everybody gets back to me and sends me comments and all that good stuff because i need somebody yeah. else to talk to it about so in and of itself all right you've interest me so i will probably be watching it once sweet and and then the big big show that we talk yeah. about every week wandavision <laughs> mm-hmm. and what a huge episode for insanely sure. huge yeah each one yeah. gets bigger than the last yeah, I know Elizabeth Olsen, and okay, f- first off, spoilers ahead. If you mm-hmm. haven't watched it, don't listen to this, let me tell you, because it. Elizabeth Olsen uh, tweeted, apparently, that there is a huge cameo in the series, who, mm-hmm. and she equated it to Luke on The Mandalorian. Right. So, in a lot of ways, I think this is even bigger 
So do you think this is the one she was talking about or do you think it's something else? Because I feel like it's something else. It could be something else, (laughs) but this is just something so out of left field. Right. Like this is when when I expected a cameo and when the cameo starting to like make itself kind Mm of, you know, shown, I thought, you know, if I'm going to be honest, I think it's going to be like a CGI thing of Stan Lee. If I'm being honest, I think the you know, a cameo of him because he's been in a cameo of every movie or something like that. Maybe they decide to do a CGI representation of him okay, and, and get him. But is that what you're going to put your money on? Cause I, I, I feel like if I had to bet this big cameo she's talking about, I think it's Tony Stark. Somehow. You know what, <laughs> you know what with, with all the lore that I've like now seen, mm-hmm. uh, about this show because i even and i guess we'll get into more of it that wouldn't surprise me because mm-hmm. one of the things i think it was in episode one or two where they kind of show the whole theme song there's apparently another villain at play now and his i think i think it's like the reaper or something who right. could bring people back to life and his helmet was in one of the credits <laughs> or the opening sequences yeah. and apparently his thing is he can bring people back to life so that could be a thing But I guess we should talk about break down the episode and then get to the big reveal where. So in the beginning of the episode, really, it's just a matter of. The kids are growing at a rapid pace. They're kind of the kids are able to age themselves in this reality. So they're babies who can't stop crying for one second. And then in another second, they're both age eight or nine, whatever age they skip to. Right. And. And it's kind of the antics of that to where, um, you know, the kids find a dog. They want to keep the dog. Uh, What is the. um, I'm trying to think, what's the one neighbor that keeps coming by? What's her name? Agatha. Agatha. Yeah, I know Mm -hmm. that. I know the theory that she could be Agnes. Agnes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Harkness. Yeah. Agatha there, she, she's kind of helping and we're kind of getting to the point where Wanda's just kind of going off on her own thing now to where she uses her powers to manifest a collar for the dog right in front of them. And Vision's like, you know, how could you do this? Why, why are you doing this? Like she, you're, we're not supposed to be using our powers in front of mortals. And she kind of blows it off like oh it's not a big deal anything like that so eventually vision ends up going to his work to i guess kind of blow off some steam maybe and get and and get away he ends up getting an email that you know says you know sword you know what's going on they're trying to send through an email or something like that so vision frees one of his co-workers from the mind control and it, he ends up, you know, kind of freaking out, like, oh, my God, am I dead? I have to call my sister, that kind of thing. And he's like, what's going on? And, you know, it's he's still in a, he's still in a clutter. And then Vision snaps him right back into place. Uh, do you want to explain the rest of the episode? Or you want me to keep going? <laughs> You're good. I was that part was interesting to me. I was surprised that he put him back under like that spell, you know? Cause like you could see obviously that he was in pain. I think he said that it hurts. Um, but like 
I don't know. I was surprised Vision was like, all right, now go back. Or maybe he was just trying to be like, this is the best thing for him to not realize what's going on. Um, but that was interesting to me that one, he has the ability to do that. And two, that he chose to put him right back. But he's obviously starting to figure out that like something's not right here. And he still doesn't know. It, it doesn't seem like he knows anything that's happened before. Right. Like he doesn't know that he was an Avenger. I don't think he remembers any of that somehow. I don't know if that's Wanda's doing or what. Yeah, it's it's interesting. And I like how Sword is trying to break that reality in a lot mm -hmm. of ways where, you know, they're now sending emails and that kind of thing, because now that the show is trying to get is getting up to like the level of today's age of um, technology, they're able to do that. Right. And. We and then they, get in, they send in like a drone at one point. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, she gets angry about the drone and ends up destroying it. Mm -hmm. uh, was that? Yeah, that was this episode, wasn't it? Yep. Where, you know, she grabs the missile. She literally comes out. Yeah. She the comes reality. all the way out. <laughs> yeah. And she's dressed in kind of her regular uniform at the end of Endgame. Right. And she goes, you know, stop this. Like, if you guys don't want to get hurt you know, you will leave and stop interfering with my reality. Yep. And they're, you know, they're just saying, Hey, Wanda, we want to help you. And then Wanda's, you know, doesn't want help. So she ends up, uh, she ends up brainwashing the other soldiers to point their guns over at their commander right. while she walks away. And she puts up a huge force field. Yeah. It looks like she puts whatever her red energy is. So over it and then walks back into it. So on that note of her, like, mind controlling all the soldiers and then they all point their weapons at the uh, guy in charge there. Um, I am of the firm belief, you know, that everything, no matter how small in this episode, like in this show and every Marvel movie and show is there for a reason. And to me, obviously this will tie into the ending in the cameo, but um, it's something that we've seen before done by, another person with uh superpowers as in magneto um yeah. he has done this as well in the x-men movies and this is something that like comic book wise that would be her father so i i don't know i look at it as you know that was them kind of calling back to that being like she's doing the same thing that magneto did um so again that could be also a cameo i guess we could see magneto maybe but Anyway, I just thought that was cool that she did that because I was that was my immediate reaction. I was like, oh, that's the same thing Magneto did. That makes sense. <laughs> but we'll yeah, see. And, yeah. And as we continue to go along in the episode here, the the dog ends up getting loose, ends up dying in Agatha's plant. Was it did it die or did it get killed? <laughs> I think it died. It's it said <laughs> she they, she doesn't seem so innocent there with her bushes. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> Maybe she like threw the dog in there. Not completely mm -hmm. sure, but the kids get really upset and, you know, they're thinking about aging up again. And then she talks them out of it. You know, death right. is something that is all a part of, which is kind of strange considering that one vision is alive in this because he died. And that's not something she could accept. So she created this reality. I kind of like the, the duality of it all here. Mm -hmm. She, you know, the kids need to deal with it, but Wanda doesn't have to. Right, because they keep asking her to bring the dog back. Exactly, so, yeah. Like, we know you can, <laughs> but she just refuses. 
So so we we end up getting there. So then we end up, and this was the coolest part of the episode, mm-hmm. where it's Wanda and Vision both talking to each other in the kitchen, and she's like, "Oh, I'm going to bed," and the credits start rolling, uh, for for the uh for her TV show. And Vision's like, "No, we're not done here." <laughs> so the credits keep rolling as they're talking and and they're starting to fight with each other, and. Vision kind of knows that Wanda's doing something, you know, right. this is, he kind of figures out that she has people under her control and Vision's under the impression that she can control everything in this reality. And it ends up with them in a yelling contest. So, and in the middle of it all, somebody uh, rings the doorbell and Vision thinks this is planned. Like, oh, you did this. So, you know, Wanda's like, well, I didn't. So Wanda goes up to the door, opens it up, and we find Quicksilver from the <laughs> X-Men. Right. And that's the that's like the biggest surprise here. I, I love Quicksilver from the X-Men. I'm gonna be completely honest. I what they did with him and how his powers look and everything like that in the X-Men movies I thought were awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the final line from the doctor, who kind of figured out how to watch this TV show, um, since they recast Pietro. Yep. Because in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Pietro was Quicksilver. So we now have all of this multiverse madness. To, yep. They um, brought over all the Fox-owned properties that they bought with with like one line. <laughs> just them saying, oh, she recast him, like just tied in that entire other universe that Fox had into the actual Marvel Universe, which is so cool. Yeah, we don't know exactly how it's happened yet. We're probably going to find out that the the X-Men here are, you know, with references to Magneto, with references to, with, with what Quicksilver might literally be mm-hmm. in the series from now on. Um, we're probably going to find out that they somehow found a way to travel through the multiverse because that's going to kind of be how they end up reconnecting a lot of the stuff in this movie or in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because the the multiverse is such an expansive thing that we even don't know that much about yet right and if there's a reality where they can travel back and get all the the stones and you know a reality where uh chris evans captain america steve rogers can travel back in time and hang out with peggy for (laughs) years upon years upon years then there's something that they can there's something they can do Mm-hmm. Uh, with the x-men and i just i was so floored by that cameo that i think i thought it was the surprise cameo because yeah. i didn't expect them to be bringing in the x-men in a tv series of all things <laughs> right it's crazy um and i don't know if they would have if we wouldn't if we weren't in the pandemic universe that we're in right like i think that would have been something reserved for a major movie but because of the fact that you can't really go to theaters right now. I think it's so cool that this is how they're tying it in. It was just such an interesting way to do it and totally caught, caught me off guard. Did not see that coming at all. Yeah. And I guess like the only other thing I'm interested by is how Quicksilver just kind of comes up and goes, Hey, aren't you going to give your brother a hug? And she <laughs> yeah. just kind of accepts it. Like, um, I'm just I'm so interested to see what they're going to continue doing with this because I don't know if this is like a fresh Quicksilver who doesn't know the events of the X-Men at all mm-hmm. 
or whether or not this is, you know, a an X-Men who got who became aware of the situation here and decided to visit his sister. <laughs> I it, right. it's, it's very confusing. But um in this type of show, confusing is a good thing. And I am hook, line, and sinker. Uh, every Friday, every Friday morning, mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the episode to pop up so that I can watch it. Yeah, it's wild. And hopefully once this, you know, wraps up, the momentum can continue because, you know, we got another trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that looks pretty cool. So, and that's coming out like right after WandaVision ends. So hopefully they can keep this awesome momentum they have going. And then we still have, Black Widow. I don't know if that's going to be, you know, whenever that comes out, but they have all this stuff lined up. So I think taking a little bit of a break from Marvel movies last year in the Marvel universe was a good thing. Um, Cause now like I'm, I was feeling, I wasn't burnt out after uh Endgame, but I was like ready for a little bit of a break. And now I'm like fully invested in like, all right, let's go. Let's get all these Marvel movies going again. I'm ready for Thor. I'm ready for Dr. Strange. Give me all of it. Yeah, it's kind of like the soft reset that we maybe all have needed. Yeah. For it, because we had so many superhero movies throughout the past ten years. To where <laughs> yeah. to have a year to let people kind of get their mind off of Endgame and refresh themselves with WandaVision, I think has been the smartest move that they've done by then. Because had we just keep getting bombarded with Marvel movies, I think the only conversation anybody would ever have is, well, it's not Endgame. Well, it's not Endgame. When do things get like Endgame? So because we have this time off, we're able to let Endgame and that part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe be its own thing. And now we're on to stage whatever. Yeah. Marvel (laughs) plan. Four, I think. (laughs) Yeah, and this is kind of like a brand new setup for, for Marvel. And, you know, they... Every time a new episode comes out, some celebrity tweets like Kevin Feige is the god of of producing. And right now, like the way he directs and produces and uses kind of the lore of Marvel to his advantage, he's he's done a really good job. And in all honesty, I have to I have to think that Stan Lee is proud of what he's doing right now. I think absolutely, you know, we. You know, we 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 lost Stanley in a big part of the Marvel universe with that, and Kevin Feige has really like adapted any work and made his own twists to it, to where he's not just staying loyal to the um to the content, but also keeping people engaged and keeping people on their feet with you know what what are we gonna do next? So it, I can't I can't give it enough credit. Wandavision, if you're not watching it, what are you doing? Especially yeah. if you're a Marvel person, yep. like I, I get if you want to binge it, but the, it works. It, it works so much better when you have a week to think about each episode, though. Exactly, exactly. Like I, I know I would still love it if you would have taken all these episodes and just made it into one movie, which you could have, right? Because it ends up probably being what a little over, I don't know, maybe close to three hours or something like that. But I don't know. I just the I the idea that you can sit back, watch this half hour show, not even half hour. And then the rest of the week, you're just like trying to figure out where they're going next. And you're just so hooked is like so much better to me for this type of thing, rather than it being here's eight episodes or whatever, go watch it in a weekend, which we all would have done. And then we'd been like, all right, now what? 
Like it's just so much better that everybody's getting a, you get that week to come up with your theory and everybody's talking about it. It's just great. I love it. But then with that, that's all we really have for the podcast. It, I, I know we're ending off in this big spectacular way here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one division is the one thing that I continue to think about during the week when I'm yeah. when I'm watching stuff. So, <laughs> you know, from Craig, uh, for me and Craig here, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We're coming up on a year. I'm excited. Yep. Um, I'm already working on stuff. Cool. For uh, for like a year in tribute or something like that. So we'll see how that ends up going because I we have about a month before I uh, <laughs> before I have to start cracking <laughs> down on everything. So uh, if you're interested in in us, make sure to follow the podcast, share share it with friends that like movies or video games. We have a bunch of social medias. We have a Facebook. We have a Twitter. We have an Instagram. We have a Twitch channel that's now suddenly alive and bustling. With- <laughs> yeah, it is. So I'm playing Kingdom Hearts. Craig's is playing Apex Legends. There is really no schedule for us. I tend to stream when I can and when I want to play Kingdom Hearts because I want to give people the best version of us. Right. So if I... I don't want to force myself to play a game that I'm just going to be sitting there staring at the screen, just, you know, dumbfounded or silent, that kind of thing. So we're, we're moving along and thanks to everybody who's been watching and stopping by the Twitch streams. We appreciate it. We really do. And hopefully one day I I have a feeling for the year celebration, I'm, I'm going to find a way to give back to the people who have been listening. Absolutely. um, With that, thank you guys. And do you have any other closing comments, Craig? Nope, I'm good. Everybody go watch in and of itself and then get back to me. Please. It's, it, Craig's pretty, it sounds like it sounds like we need it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but with that, we'll catch you guys next time. See you later.